and welcome back to another week of Chill with Phil. As always, I'm your probably trustworthy host, Phil, joined with uh, a pretty uh, cool hat-wearing co-host, Mikey. CHM, how the heck are you? How are you? I actually think it's a lame hat. All right. We should get that out of the way. It does belong to our guest, but boy, is it lame. All right, dissing his own hat that he stole from our guest. Well, I don't think it's, I don't consider it my hat. I've just, it's been on loan for a while. Got it, got it. All right. It could be some tension. I smell juicy content ahead. <laughs> um, either which way, uh, I am currently coming at you from Atlanta, where it's definitely a bit chilly. Quick shout out to, I think we have a listener in Texas. Hope you're staying safe, E. Cannot imagine. He sometimes texts us, but, uh, you know, if you can get away to Cancun, I hear that's the move. Otherwise, uh you know, hunker down. And uh, yeah, with that, we're going to move on to uh, Mikey's favorite section of this week and every week, Phil's thoughts. And it's a quick one and an important one, though. A very happy belated birthday to, some might say, the inspiration for this podcast, our pal, Al. Celebrated his uh, 29th birthday yesterday or two days ago, if you're listening to this on Friday. Uh, we simply wouldn't be here without him and his inability to understand basic texts. So uh, I owe you one. I think Mikey owes you one in a very different but equally real way. And uh, yeah, last part of Phil's thoughts. Uh, if you're in the market for a cool new shot glass, a, a deck of playing cards, maybe a nice short sleep tea, head on over to chillwphil.com for all of your pad- podcast merch needs. If you're in the podcast for a new t-shirt, a D2 right one couldn't hurt. That sounds... Yeah. Uh, a little, little Detroiter shout out, not to brag. Um, thoughts on Phil's thoughts? I'll say they're good. Huh. But again, not really thoughts, I guess. But uh, I was kind of hoping for a Mars Rover type thought situation because boy, was that swag. I did see just before we got on, Danny DeVito summed up my thoughts pretty well with his tweet, which was, I think, words, holy shit balls, Mars. There we go. Yeah, that should have been Phil's thoughts. Ah. Yeah, pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. That would have been a 10 out of 10. And since it wasn't that, it's a zero out of 10. I got to get Neil back on here. Part five is happening. Um, Well, all right. Uh, A quick intro for our guest, since I know he's uh, eager to get in here. He's been in the basement chewing on cocoa leaves. No, uh, he's uh, he's an old friend of both uh, mine and co-host Mikey's. Uh, In the spirit of practice and gratitude, which is something I'm working on, he he definitely looked out for me in college and uh, as an upperclassman pulled me into a sweet dorming sitch, which was really terrific. I know he had to, uh, you know, really persuade some people given my rough reputation at the time anything to say about that co-host mikey sounds right i doubt that those people appreciated you even after he he you know you know i was mostly kidding but i always had a sink uh feeling that was the case yeah it got dark anyway uh our guest's name is michael too but he goes can we use his nickname or is that doxing? What what are the rules? Ooh, tough call. Tough call. He's he's motioning yes, but I don't think I'm motioning yes. 
right. I'm going to call him Abe. You can call him whatever you want. Oh! Uh, I said it. All right. SOB. Um, without further ado, Abe, welcome to the show, man. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you for having me, boys. Happy belated birthday to Al. Um, and <laughs> very quickly, cue the monologue, hold your questions. You know, I'm not on social media at all. I don't know if you guys know that. And when Benji, sorry, Ben, don't want to inadvertently dox anyone. That's not me, doxing. That's his first name. Okay, either. good. I don't know what doxing so, is anymore. <laughs> when he sent me the link to his appearance last week, I no joke, I actually like didn't open it and I confused it with somebody feed fill, which you might remember from the Curb MAGA hat episode. Um, I see. Also on Netflix. Yeah, that's true. And I see sound guy Dan just activated his camera for a second. It looks like he's at an Antifa rally of some sort. Um, and so then I did a little digging. First of all, blown away by the caliber of the interviewees. You had me at Saul, but then to see four episodes with the legendary Neil Goldman, college graduate Oh, oh I just did it twice. I did it. Oh, Neil, I'm sorry. I don't do edits. Anyway, sorry, shout out to Neil. Ma massive apologies there. Um, no, it's like it's like Charlie Rose meets Oprah. Meets oh, oh no! <laughs> I did three times. Cut me off. Um, and then I went ahead. I listened to every episode, and and now I'm just a huge fan. I need to buy some merch. And and I'm, I was so nervous tonight. I literally just threw up in the green room. I don't think people appreciate what what a, a massive operation this is. And so I'm just honored to be here. I'm, I'm honored to be interviewed by, by two, I guess in theory, three guys with whom I go uh, decently far back. Uh, Mike and I sort of grew up together, but I was historically a much bigger fan of uh, Johnny and Joey, uh, who was good friends with my cousin and mentor, David S, shout out. Um, and then I find out all these years later, and this is a true story, by the way, Pop, you've probably never heard this. It's a crazy one, I'm not kidding. My grandmother, Mm -hmm. And Mike's grandmother were on the same basketball team in the 1920s. Okay. Awesome. And and this is I, I don't I I think you're 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 allowed to use full names for for people of a certain generation, but but Gene Abramson, Nate Quint, and Gittel, some say Gittel, Kumsky, Nate Fink, were the all-state backcourt combo on the Scranton High School nights. I'm not kidding. You can look it up. Um, and Philip, as he mentioned, was obviously a former college roommate of mine and, and TNR co-host for some time, uh, at whose house I was introduced to Artichokes, one memorable Simplest Torah, and belongs to just a gander of immaculately bred boys, uh, of just superb stock. And it still remains a wonder to me how like each Merkin, as you move on down the line, gets like greater and greater. Um, Guys, I'm John. I, no, but seriously, I remember I was I idolized John as a kid, and then James in high school, and then Pop in college, and then I got to see Sammy, and and rumor has it I know Isaac the least, but I hear he's he's the greatest of the bunch. So, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's literally you got to tip your cap to Sharon O and to and to Sal. It's frankly inspiring being a dad now. Frankly inspiring to have such sustained child rearing success over uh, something like thirty five years. So inspiration there um and uh even sound guy dan i mean he and i go back to our our jbl days in in lower school so a uh, huge fan the kid once injured his high knee and his low knee on the same play and uh just just a, a wonderful guy and, and three guys i think the common thread there for me and then i'll let you guys speak i'm almost done the common thread there between the three of them is it's three guys whom 
you know, I just did not understand it all the first time I met them, honestly. And I, I really did not appreciate their greatness till way later. And I've literally apologized to, to Mick Luch and, and to Baskin for, for this. And, and I, I'm normally a superb judge of character, but three guys I just did not appreciate when they were younger. And, and now I recognize as, as three amazing guys. So just honored to be on this show. That's all I can say. I'm sorry. I'm overwhelmed. Wow. I mean, Luch, was that a little longer than The Dark Knight or? <laughs> I'll say this. He described the Merkins as immaculate, like whatever. I don't even remember exactly what he said because he just droned on. But um, but <laughs> I just feel like to use the word immaculate, like you have to play some semblance of defense. <laughs> it was immaculately bred, to be fair. But, but there were no de- but there's no defense in that situation. So it's like just especially like- James, though. <laughs> you know who else doesn't play day? Kyrie. And he's killing it. <laughs> he's on Dude. D Wade's All Star team, not Shaq. He's a listener, he's a fan. Oh, if Kyrie listened, God, that'd be something. I won't say last names. Um, anyway, Abe, that was that was a wonderful uh, intro. I think it, I think it gave listeners a good feel for for what you're about, which is always good. Um, and uh, I think we can dive in. We got some some of our boilerplate questions that I'm excited to get to, and then a couple of. Uh, higher level topics that I think we can have some fun with and uh, kicking it off as we always do uh, with the question of what would you say your proudest moment in your life up to this point has been? Shoot. I, I knew you were going to pull that one out. And, and I, I was actually very nervous for that because unlike Ben, I don't at me, I hate beer. So I've definitely never had 60 at a time. I could never dream of participating in a marathon and I've never thrown a, a multi-denominational rager at YU. So I, I would have to say my, my rail championship uh, MVP award, not to toot my own horn, um, which I was embarrassingly tricked into pre- uh, presenting to myself. So that's definitely up there. And, and to me, at the end of the day, it was, it was bigger than the four championships in nine years. It was really you know, a culmination of, of just years of focusing on intangibles, of trying to live up to that palgus Saul, Al Jefferson, Paul Millsap billing that, that Mike was kind enough to bestow. And, uh, you know, just the recognition for that brief moment that I, I reached the pinnacle of Ramaz athletics. Either wow. that or winning the championship with, with one poopy metric in, in 10th grade, which is another classic. Yeah. So. Uh, we're we're going to dive way deeper into uh, rail as a topic. Oh, uh, real quick, in honor of Al's birthday, I'm just curious, since you're one of our guests who can speak to it, would you say it's how did Al describe it? Harder to get married or have a kid or? He said anybody can have a kid. I, I, yeah. How would you compare the two? Are, are you prouder of getting married or prouder of having children? Yeah, that's interesting. So first of all, I disagree. Not everyone can have a kid. Um, he did. I, I think anyone can get married. But anyone can get married. Oh, that's a good question. It's a good question. Um, they're so different. And you're, and you're generally... You, you, you hit those moments at, at different points in your life and in your, in your development, I would say, I mean, there's nothing like having a kid. And, and I guess part of the fun is like, that's really, I, I don't know, at least uh, for me, it's like a real, a representation of your marriage and your relationship. It's the two of you, you know, kind of uh, joining efforts, like, uh, like, like hopefully good parents do to produce a kid that's, that's, you know, well, well raised and, and, you know, behaves and, and, 
knows the way of the world, but you really, you, you combine not just genetically, but in terms of, uh, you know, what, what you teach this kid. So it's really, it's like, honestly, like, I don't know, cloning or, or combining the two of you into one person. So it's just fascinating to see how, how kids turn out, not just looks wise, but, but I don't know, personality wise. So. But looks is most important. That's true. Let's not be ignorant. Yeah. Well, on the kid topic, Mikey, what do we got? All right. Mike. <laughs> Funniest thing your kid has done lately. Now, I wrote the question. I forgot. Abe has two children. Only no, one that's okay. doing funny things. That's okay. Well, the, I mean, honestly, they're, they're hilarious every day, but one that comes to mind, it's a little bit mean, but, but reflects childhood innocence and, and how you don't realize you're being mean when, when you're too young to understand how, how people's feelings work. But um, my older daughter, Anna, let's call her Anna A., uh, was getting shoes at, at her first pair of sneakers, I think, at, at Lester's in the city. So this is like going back a year already. But she's being fitted for, for sneakers by this very rotund, bald man. <laughs> and, and she looks up at him and she says, man, why are you Humpty Dumpty? <laughs> and, and to this day, she actually still, I think one of her biggest fears, and, and she'll occasionally just go to pieces and I'll say like, what's wrong? Why are you crying? And I just say, I don't want you to lose your hair. And so that, that was a devastating moment, but, but in retrospect, pre pretty great quote, which I sometimes use. Man, why are you Humpty Dumpty? Did the guy react? Um, so thankfully, he, he either didn't understand what she was saying, which is hard to believe, or he was just an incredibly professional purveyor of, of footwear and, and he was unfazed and did not respond. Wow. So, by the way, the other tough thing about fatherhood is, is I have to, while I'm speaking on this amazing show, I have to reckon with the fact that one day my daughters are going to listen to this and, and think about what a, what a schmo I am. I don't but, know why Mikey is shaking his head no. I mean, this will live forever. I, I guarantee you they will, Mike. I'll bet you that hat you're wearing. Deal. God, that's going to be a weird moment for them. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, very cool. Um, it seems like Anna might have been a better guest. We'll work on Sound Guy Dan and his recruiting because that is a savage line. Um, well, all right. The first topic I'm eager to dive into, uh, aforementioned rail. Uh, I'll give some very light detail and then I kind of want to let you run with it to a degree, but actually before any of that, uh, co-host Mikey is something of a legend in rail, not mind you for quality of play or anything, but almost has ubiquitiness. You, uh, what's the Clyde Frazier word I should be using? Ubiquitousness. Ubiquitousness and his ability to sub in and really just take down whatever team he's playing with that night. No, I'm kidding. He's a great sub. Uh, but my younger brother, Sammy, told me a nasty rumor that he was retiring, and I think it's important uh, we let him address that himself. In what world do I retire at the peak of my ability? Peak. Peak. Even after a year off? After a year off. I'm in the worst shape of my life. I'm, it's peak. <laughs> All right. Well, Sammy, you heard it here. Uh, is not retiring. Uh, Mikey's not retiring and doesn't seem like he has any plans to because he's not working on the show. Say it to my face. Uh, that sounds like an invite to Sammy. Uh, also yeah. don't because I want this show to end. Uh, no, you just guaranteed at least another two episodes because once we have Sammy. Oh, dang it. 
uh, listen, we got to at least beat that other podcast we talked about. All right, uh, Abe, how did Rail come about? You're a co-founder. It is an intramural alumni league for our high school, Ramaz. Give us some background. Yeah, so I mean, I guess the backstory is not that interesting. I think it was uh, my sophomore year of college. Um, I think it was your cousin Gabe ending there. So I don't die from again by accident. Uh, next week. Came up with a wonderful idea and underratedly, wait, is that true? He's coming on next week? We're, we're hoping. We're, we're, my people are talking to his people. The list goes on and on. What? what oh my gosh, your, your talent recruiter is phenomenal. But anyway, my dad little, little known fact, it was actually Gabe and Willie J, who was the, an initial commissioner, but was clearly only into it for uh, the ability to, to craft his own team. So we, we dropped him shortly thereafter. Um, and, you know, we found out uh, after year one, I mean, we've had definitely some, some characters over the years and some, some problem children and uh, had our fair share of, of, of difficulties. But I think just year in, year out, the enthusiasm, the excitement to, to be back playing with your friends from, from growing up and from high school and, and to get together you know, at, at, at the building in, at Ramaz, I think was always something fun and, and you know, got to uh, keep people connected to the school and uh, just has, has been a pleasure for, for nine years. Would have been our epic 10th season, but sadly COVID uh, postponed that by a year. Yeah, I, and you know, it's something I've enjoyed. I've gone in and out, uh, but um, I guess I'm hoping as like commissioner, there are some people in this league who take it very seriously which is their prerogative like anytime I show up I want to win but you know during the week I'm not like that concerned and I've gotten into beefs with people on my team it's ruined relationships which is fine because if you can't survive a rail team together you probably weren't going to be best friends hashtag assassins have you ever gotten any like requests or complaints from someone that just like blew you away that they were even I don't know like capable of that for a Pretty <laughs> I, I mean, more than you know, but but the one that immediately comes to mind was uh, so Ben S, the famous one, not not the Ben S you're thinking of, is the one who transferred to Frisch and then married the the lovely Black Widow of Cartagena. Um, so this Ben S, who's not even a Ramaz kid, mind you, which is another big big secret in the league, um, he texted me literally two months before we even thought about emailing the league to gauge interest for for the next season. And the text read, down 20 pounds, top of my game, haven't missed the three in two weeks, need Jack on my team and refuse to play with, you know, insert Johnny Harari here. Uh, <laughs> oh, him. I did it. And, the, so, and it probably wasn't even Johnny. It was probably Philip. No, it was Johnny. It was, Bill Fame. it was Johnny. Anyway, um, so... To, so, and I just didn't know how to respond. And this actually turned into one of my all-time best pranks. But I basically convinced him that, and I got my brother in on it too, when he tried to fact check it. I, I convinced him that I had gotten a new phone and the number he had texted was some girl whose boyfriend was gang affiliated and got very angry that he was texting him and they had a whole back and forth. And uh, he allegedly cried from fear. And then we and then we had a, a, a little denouement, and we 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 got on better terms. And I invited him to see uh, Black Panther with me. R.I.P. Chadwick. That's pretty amazing. I just a very quick because it's too related. That same character, Ben S, not our guest from two weeks ago, or Black Widow of Cartagena. Uh, I was on his team. 
And I wouldn't be shocked if he requested not to play with me because I didn't really pass him the ball very much because, you know, <laughs> who passes? And uh, no, he, we had a game on February 14th, 2018, which I remember because it was Valentine's Day. And when he found out about the game, he wrote, haha, good one in our team group oh, chat. Yes. <laughs> which like someone wrote, what's up? He goes, it's Valentine's Day. Wrote, yeah, he goes, we don't have a game on Valentine's Day. Everyone like, dude, are you kidding? He's like, no, I cannot believe they scheduled the game on Valentine's Day. Like, you've no idea the plans I have. And he didn't show up. He was furious. As I, if it were... I, saved, I saved that screenshot. But but again, he's one half of one of my favorite couples out there. And certainly my, my favorite couple in, in showbiz. Um, so I, I can't add him too much. Unless you're oh, talking I... about... I, there are actually three Ben S's here. So it gets very, very confusing. But anyway... Um, I'm pretty, I am, um, okay. Well, so looping to where we are today, what's Rail's plans for the future? Obviously they missed the 2020 season. Yeah, so, so that, that's a good question. I mean, it, it's always hard to come back from a pandemic. Everybody knows that. Um, but you know what? I think the excitement will always be there. And I, I actually think that uh, a documentary that uh, Gabe had commissioned um, from uh, Prince Zev, uh, is going to help build some anticipation. We were going to do that for the for the tenth season, and and now hopefully we, we just got the green light. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. The fake one that you you pretended to Zev was a thing, so that like he wouldn't, you know. I don't know where you're going with that, but that that is one piece of real drama that I that I I do not recall. Although by the way, if if I may, I know this this wasn't prompted, but two of my other favorite moments cuz one of them involves the Merkin. We we once this is actually my least favorite moment. One, we once had a in here. a racial epithet hurled at a referee which which was horrifying in, in every way imaginable, but you can imagine the 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 position that puts the commissioners in. And that's and, the one that involved one of Poppy's, one of, one of Phil's. No, 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 that one's not, but that same individual. Two of them. Later, later got into an all-out brawl with one, one Shmi. Oh, I do remember that. And, and, had, and I, I, I believe Sammy had the ball thrown at his face. And, and the, I, I, I can't repeat anything from that, uh, from that exchange, but um, if you add me after the show, I'll, I'll, I'll share some details. That, that was a testy one, if there ever was one. Right, deserved it, though. Was that individual, like, asked to not come back, fully banned, or just kind of? I mean, I happen to be a big fan of that individual because he, he suggested at, at that point, when, so he was ejected after throwing the ball at Sammy. And between that and, and the earlier incident, which earned him a suspension in which he, he hurled a racial epithet, he, he was suspended and he, he threatened, not threatened, he actually offered to create a new league where he pays all the refs and they're all on his payroll so that we get refs who, who respect him. Um, <laughs> Wait, but what made him stop playing? Because he did eventually stop. Um, I, I he was frustrated with, with the referees, I believe. Oh. Him, but Great guy. I hate the character assassinating. These are all out of context, but... Uh, are they, they out of context? Anyway, um, wait. No. Uh, here, I have a I have a real question that uh, filled in the list here. <laughs> All it is is uh, how's your brother's finger? Ooh, his thumb. First of all, good memory. 
I'm, I've been trying to give he, him- he broke it like seven years in a like, row. Like literally seven. He, he's torn the ligament so many times. It's like basically detached. And I, I've been trying to convince him to make a comeback. Um, but he's since moved on to, to golf and tennis and, and less, less contact sports. But mm. was, uh, that was, that was a, a tough one for me personally, losing him in real. Yeah. Um, well, all right. We're excited to see what becomes of uh, the institution that rail has become. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I think I'd like to, before we get to our final questions in speed round, which uh, Sound Guy Dan's going to give us some questions for, uh, you know, honor another holiday that was this week that we also don't play rail games on, which is uh, President's Day. And, uh, you know, I recall from our time together in undergrad, you're, you're a bit of a history buff. And I was wondering if you would regale uh, co-host Mikey and I with, uh, you know, who your favorite president is or your favorite fact about one of our presidents. Ooh, okay, that's, that's I like How are you that. that's second like favorite president? Because I know the one who just left office is like. That's true, yeah. We don't need to go exactly. over the past four years, number one, we got it. Uh, right, well, I, I know what you mean. If we're talking about like best overall human being, it's a tie between him and Lincoln, but. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Smart. I say that a stark number two there with a bit of a gap. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I mean, smartest is Jefferson. Best guy who had the worst presidency is Adams. But if I had to pick like a favorite or most interesting, uh, you know, I think I got to go with Eisenhower. So I'm, I'm a big World War II guy. So you got to gotta respect his, his performance in World War II. Yeah. Uh, you you got to look. Imagine that happening today. You had a guy who was middle of the road enough to be offered the nomination of both the Republican and Democratic parties. Um, you know, and I think he was, he was just very prescient and just a, a middle of the road calm guy, not a politician by, by nature or by career path, but, but turned out to be a great president nonetheless. So I go with Eisenhower. And just to touch on that World War II, him, Mike being a World War II buff, if you ever have a random stat or a random fact about World War II and you tell him, he'll be so impressed that you know it. It's like <laughs> very, it's very insulting. Like, like what, you know that? That's so crazy. It's the, cra it's very weird. Give me a good one, Mike. That's in a lot of beef here. Uh, friggin' uh, like the Desert Fox wasn't a part of the Nazi party. Oh my gosh, that's, how'd you know that, Mike? <laughs> that's <laughs> Um, well, Mikey, who, who's your favorite president? You know, let's 20 years and further back. Gotcha. Um, probably Benjamin Franklin. Not a president. Oh, really? He's more of an inventor. I didn't friggin' know that. God damn it. You're an idiot. <laughs> ben Franklin. I mean, the merch alone is going to pay for my next vacation off that one. <laughs> you guys, do you guys not follow Three Year Letterman on Twitter? Why are you always promoting other people and not our show? Because I hate this show. <laughs> Pop, just can you switch Mike and, and Sound Guy Dan for like two episodes and just see how it goes? Have you heard Sound Guy Dan's voice? It's great <laughs> at best. Yeah, Sound Guy Dan, we love you, but... Uh, yeah. 
Um, well, thanks for asking. I just finished a book about uh, Teddy Roosevelt and a trip he took down the Amazon. Hey, hold on. Wait, how did you know that? Quick time out, quick time out. Wow, if Abe is getting the same book I just finished, that'd be something. If he's not, this is, that is not the same book. <laughs> Too bad. Wow. Anyway, Teddy Roosevelt uh, ran as an independent, totally screwed over his former party, the Republicans, uh, and got shot during a speech and went along with the speech with a bullet in his right arm. And that impacted him a lot because apparently his go-to move was vigorously shaking his own hand and he couldn't do it with the same vigor on account of the bullet. And uh, some people think that cost him the election. So uh, there's something there. Uh, anyway, moving along to uh, uh, my uh -oh. favorite question. Sounds really bad. Yeah. Oh, God. Let us know when you're back, man. You guys hear me? Oh, yeah. There he is. All right. Sorry. Mikey. Got five minutes. Young executives need to know. Can't hear you anymore. No. We, we got the question from him. We can we can let him reconnect. Uh, all right, I, I got a few good ones. Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Can you hear me? Hey, Mikey Glass. Hey, Mikey Four Eyes. I'm giving you two thumbs up. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, good. Um, what, uh, what's some uh, business advice you give to young business exec? Mm. Well, Neil already covered a great one. Pour your heart into it. That's number one. Um, zero hedge. That's a pretty good one. You got to go all in. You can't hedge your bets at all. Um, proofread so that people take you seriously when you send them an email. Um, no, but if I'm giving a, a serious one that I've kind of picked up on over the past couple of years in, in, uh, in the business world, you got to treat everybody you deal with with respect. And just be, be nice to people no matter where they are in the organization. Um, because, I mean, for, for one thing, you got to be nice to people on the way up because you meet the same people on the way back down. Um, but also, it's just it's important to acknowledge the people who work for you and with you and, and contribute to your success. And, and, you know, when you close that big deal or you give that great presentation and the client's really happy before you, you go out for drinks, you should just shoot that email kind of thanking everybody recognizing them and and you know a little bit of hakarat hatov as they say goes a long way goes a long way i like it mikey is it just me or does it sound like abe has gotten in trouble for being a total d-bag to some janitors in the past <laughs> so clear like just oh. clean uh, you know but no um i like it all right uh you're also a a, a well-read gentleman even if you don't often compare books correctly as we just learned what uh what's what's your favorite book of all time? Ooh, okay. This is hands down, and Luch will appreciate this. Recommended by one Donna DeMarco, greatest English teacher in history. Uh it's called My Losing Season. Doctor. Doctor? You doxter. I thought you were correcting me and telling me she's a doctor. And oh, I, I thought that too, and I was like, whoa, co-host Mikey's a feminist. I don't know about oh. 
Anyway, so amazing English teacher, but she recommended a book by Pat Conroy called My Losing Season. So Pat Conroy is a famous author in his own right, but he it also doctor. happened. <laughs> he docs famous people. He's a doctor. He, he, happened, to be, uh, <laughs> he happened to be a, a, a star basketball player growing up and ended up playing college basketball for the Citadel. And he, he wrote his memoirs where he basically switches off each chapter as like a, uh, you know, uh, one chapter of his, of his youth and then one chapter from like detailing a game from his senior year where they famously like lost every single game. But it's like an, just an amazing novel about, about uh, not novel, sorry, a memoir about basketball, about point guards love it especially. And it's just great, great writing and great stories and, and just... Anyone who appreciates the game should should give it a read. My Losing Season by Pat Conroy. I love it. Uh, all right. Well, we got, Pat Conroy. we got 90 seconds for our speed round and no oh, questions boy. kept. So uh, we're going to let Mikey shoot from the hip, which in my experience always works out. Hey, Mike. I'll say first, what's uh, what was it like losing the high school presidential election to your now wife? Mm, okay, great question. Uh, the four things I've watched most recently, Outlander, uh, <laughs> Queen's Gambit, um, shoot, uh, Lupin in French with English subtitles, and uh, I give up, I give least, up. Least favorite, oh, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Least, least favorite season of The Crown. Mm, none, I love them all. Guilty as charged. Terrible. Uh, the answer to that is clearly one, but- um, Four. Oh. Um, get better. Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, what's your What's your address? Oh, I can't hear that. Don't Don't trick me into a docs. Uh, favorite board game. Ooh, Risk. No, Axis and Allies. Next. Uh, shut up. <laughs> Not a question, Ben Franklin. It doesn't miss. Uh, favorite thing Ben Franklin wrote. Ooh, uh, Farmer's Almanac. Not his president, not his president's book. Um, <laughs> hey, Mike, thanks for being on the show, man. <laughs> honor, such an honor. Yeah, you're so such nervous to be the guy talking when it ends. Thank yeah, you. no. Ah! Ah! Anyway. Is it a book? <laughs>